Today's One Camp Takeover, we think this is a great program, and, and I think it goes along with what uh, Christ has called us to do as a body. But One Camp started uh, 14 years ago, and I say it's 14 years strong. But Matthew 28 talks about, and Jesus was saying this, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end. And that's what we believe summer camp does with a lot of other programs at Oakton. But summer camp does it all day on Tuesdays. Actually, the adults get here at 8.15, and we, we pray and, and, and plan and, and, and line out the day. 9 o'clock, the kids come in. We do a service project from 9 to 11. From 11 to 12, we do spiritual time where they're journaling, they're, they're praying, they're seeking God, and they're going through this book this year that actually Amy wrote this book this year, and, and I think she may have had some help with it. But the kids put this book together, made it. Yeah, give the Lord praise. Uh, but we'll show a video here in a minute. They made their book this year, and, and they, they've done it themselves. And, and anyway, when we're done with that, we eat lunch, and, and we all like that. And then we got done with lunch. We do listening time. And we listen to, to what God is speaking to us. And the kids try to reflect on that and try to encourage them in that area. And then we do an evangelism time at the end. Uh, you'll notice that we do fun things with evangelism. Because I want them to tie together that evangelism fun. You know, that it is great to go out and be able to share what Jesus Christ has done. So that's pretty much what One Camp is and what it's about and, and, and again, the, the, what these kids are going to be doing. And, and we're going to be talking about that uh, uh, this year, uh, the other, or this uh, today. But the other thing we do is we also, you know, this is for ages 6 through sophomore. And so the juniors and seniors that are helping with the group, they're the next, that first level of leadership. And so we try to get them to, to lead this group and let them do as much as possible. Uh, you can see Bailey up here giving instructions to the kids before the service here. So we try to use the juniors, seniors to give instruction. Again, training. And then we have the college age. It's the next level up that they go in and they're working with these kids and, and, and teaching in whatever way. And then if they're needed, we use the adults and the adults help. So we see a, a level of training uh, of raising up kids and the youth. And the Lord showed me yesterday how important this was. And I didn't even realize it, but I shared it with that, with even Beta's deal. A youth that was in her youth group was now in the government where he could do the permit. He was raised up in the youth. But I come out here yesterday and, and I'm walking and praying and, and we're doing the dinner Tuesday and, and I forgot that somebody was signed up to mow, but I was trying to figure out when I'm going to be able to mow and how I'd be able to do that so that it would look nice for the funeral dinner Tuesday. And I look up here, and Taylor Overman's up here mowing the lawn, and it looks beautiful. And, and, and I'm thinking, praise God for that. But the Lord spoke to me. Did Taylor go to, Taylor went to one camp. I said, yeah. So I text Taylor. I go, hey, Taylor, what award did you get when you was in summer camp? It was a service award. Think about that. And, and Taylor's back there. I'm embarrassing him. But he got the service award. Now, Taylor, I, do, I am disappointed. I asked everybody on Facebook to wear their shirts when they were in youth. And in one camp, and, and you don't have yours on. <laughs> but you're like I am. I was about half the size, right? 
but, but anyway, uh, but Taylor had done that. And then I was thinking Kyle's on the trustees and, and I text Kyle and I said, Kyle did Compton, did you ever win a, anything in one camp? And he goes, yeah, I won the service award. And then I got to dig a little bit deeper. And, and, and since this morning service, I've counted 21 people that's been through one camp that has been overseas. Wow. And again, I know that other things are influencing that. I'm not taking away from Sunday school, from youth, from any of that stuff. But the influence we have on our youth raises them up into men and women of God. And 21 people have been overseas to Albania or Liberia. And I imagine there's more. But that's just the ones I thought of. And then I thought about Kansas City VBS. And I got to looking back through pictures. I bet 60 to 70% these kids have gone to Kansas City, inner city, and probably a tougher ministry as far as, if you want to call it danger, danger, is probably there. And they're, and they're being used. And so when we see this scripture and, and, and what Christ wanted us to do, train and raise up, that's what one camp is specifically doing throughout the summer and has done the last 14 years. And so that's what we're sharing about today. So I hope today that you're excited and you didn't say, Oh, it's one camp takeover. When we need to be saying, praise God, it's one camp takeover. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so as we move into this today, uh, I'm going to start with the morning tithes and offerings. And and the one camp are going to take up the morning tithes and offering. And we're going to show a video of of some of the things we did this summer. And it'll be playing while we're taking up the offering. So if you young young ones that that I've asked to do that would do this at this time. Uh, Dear Lord, I just thank you for this day, and I thank you that you let us all gather here together, and I thank you that um, as we take up the tithes and offerings that um, we'll be giving to you and that we know that it will go to help the church and that um, we will just uh, enjoy the service. In your name I pray, amen. Through the film there, you can see that... uh... There's a lot of service projects went on. Uh, basically, on May 22nd, we stayed around here. Uh, we planted a garden and grew a, a tower. And so, anyway, our, our garden didn't do well, I think. As soon as it came up, it got held on twice. And, and so, anyway, we're claiming the tower out there today. So, uh, but they worked on that that day. As you can see, that day they put their books together. And, and anyway, these are the books they did for spiritual time and and the, the other thing they did that day is they made up all the cards that went out to uh, the Eagle Lake. Eagle Lake and sent them out. So they did a lot of work that way and things that were coming up. That's why I love camp is because it's not us and everybody else. We tried to intertwine everything and, and, and pull it together as a church and work together as a church. Uh, something I told Amy that probably blessed me of that video more than anything as you notice, there was three girls together all the time, and, and they represent every service we have. In other words, there was the Oakton service, Central, the 1130 at Carthage, and the, and the Spanish service. And them girls, are, they're tight, and you can't pry them apart. And I would challenge you guys, do you know the people from the 8 o'clock service, the 930 service, the 1030 service, and the 1130 service, and are you best friends with them? And if you're not, what can you do to do that? But, but that's what blessed me, probably, of that film more than anything. The 29th, uh, they cleaned the church, they painted some rooms, uh, cleaned the buses to help with the Compton's wedding coming up that Friday. Uh, on June the 5th, it's probably my favorite outreach was watering gardens. 
and we spent a lot of time at Watering Gardens in Joplin. On the 12th, we were at Stockton Lake, again, intertwining, and, and uh, one camp was used a lot and set up in prep- preparation for that. On June 19th, we did Life Choices, uh, and actually this year, year was in Carthage. On June 26th, they painted for VBS, uh, set up for VBS, maintained the lawn and did some things around the lawn, and then we cleaned up around the tower all the dirt piles that they had left. On June the, July the 3rd, we set up for Independence Day and, and did more work around the church. On July 10th, we went to Crisis Center in Joplin. On July 17th, we went to the Rafa House in Joplin, which uh, was the first time we went there, and that was really uh, a good time there, too. And I think you'll hear a lot of, well, first service, a lot of kids that spoke, spoke about that. July 24th, we didn't have one camp, but a lot of us went to, Rafa, or to KCVBS. And then July 34th, 30, 31st, we helped with the ice cream supper and setting up for that. On the, the August the 7th, we went to Rose's Lake and just hung out and enjoyed each other, just had a great day. And again, thank you, Kay, for all that and, and letting us be able to do that. Today, the service awards uh, runners for the boys were in the running today, and we'll tell at the end of the service who won the, the service award, but Jeremy Messer and, and uh, Dylan Messer were the boys that were in running. And, and anyway, I'm going to ask that Jeremy would come up and share with us at this time. And again, basically, uh, the, all the, the uh, teachers or anybody that's helping in, junior, in high school, college, and, and uh, adults get that close to your mouth. It's easier for you to hold do that. But they, they turn in each day points, and these, they're just a point system. And so at the end of the year, we tally the points, and that's who wins the award. Uh, we also have the kids vote on it. And almost 100% of the time, they vote the people in that win. So that that's kind of neat, too. Jeremy? Okay. Um, my name is Jeremy Messer. Um, I've had a great year at one camp. It's been a lot of fun with the people I've been around at one camp. Um, the service projects that that I've done this at one at one camp, the service projects that I like to do, um, my favorite service project around the church was probably being outside and working outside. Um, we do a lot of um, service projects inside and outside. Um, if I w- um, um, most, most of the time whenever I was inside, we were at a different place. Usually I was outside unless it was, unless we weren't doing anything outside. Um, my favorite place probably away from the church was either Life Choices or um, Carthage Crisis Center. Um, it was fun um, at both places, and it was fun laughing and having fun with the people that I was with. And Tuesday camp was probably the best part of my summer. Um Hebrews 6.10 says, God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you had helped his people and continue to help them. Um, In Galatians 5.13, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use freedom to indulge the flesh rather than serve one another humbly.
Amen. Jeremy had a lot of work to do this year because he was in the running for both awards, so he had to speak the first service and this service, so he's been a busy guy. On the girls that we had uh, for the service award, if you guys want to pop that up, I'll let you be my notes. Uh, Lydia Manville and Jessica Coble uh, were in the runnings for that, and I believe Lydia speaking this service. She also had to speak both services today. So anyway... A lot of people. <laughs> um, <laughs> the service award, I think, I mean, I liked the service jobs. I liked the Rafa House and the Carthage Crisis Center. Um, the Rafa House, we, me and Abigail cleaned the windows, and I liked doing that. <laughs> and um, we... There's this spray cleaning stuff, and we sprayed it on the windows, and we called it kid-friendly graffiti. (laughs) And uh, that was a lot of fun working there. And then the Carthage Crisis Center, uh, me and my friend cleaned baby doll faces. (laughs) And uh, it was kind of strange, but... (laughs) But it was fun, and I really enjoyed um, working at one camp. It was fun, so that's it. I got to know Lydia real well. She went to Albany with us this year, and she's a a good girl, good servant heart, and she gets right in there. Uh, The next thing we did is we had the spiritual time, and I've already talked about that a little bit today, but... Uh, during the spiritual time, they worked again on these books and, and, and studied them. You're going to hear that what we run into, and the reason we did this ourselves this year, is I think it was uh, Jeremy shared the first service when he was talking about spirituality. The books that are out there are so difficult to read, the kids couldn't understand them. And, and there's not a lot out there. And so we were looking around, and, and we just got to thinking about it, and we just started building our own. And, and so we talked about first week, who is Jesus? The second week is baptism, and the reason that, that baptism jumped out at me, I didn't think that the kids really understood that, but at the end of it, a lot of the kids that were baptized in that video were because of that week. They, saw, they asked to be baptized after that, that week's study. Um, miserable was week three. Toxic was week four. Development of distraction was week five. Fight for honor was week six. The calling was week seven. The bright, vine and the branches was week eight. That was so good that that week that, that a lot of what I preached on after that to you guys came out of this, this study that we did as a class. Uh, Stay Salty was week nine. Anointed was week 10. And again, that's what I've been using to preach on here because the Lord's staying with it. And this anointing chapter that they started here is just really going throughout the church. And, but that's where that originated. And then week 11 was fresh start. And then week, uh, the last week we worked on our personal testimonies. And again, trying to build a resume, if you will, of our testimonies. A lot of times you ask somebody for the testimony, they're going to say, hey, yeah, I was saved at 12, I did this, you know, and that's good. That's a good testimony to your salvation. But we're teaching them that there's other testimonies that you can write about. You know, I was in football and this happened and God intervened. That's a testimony to where you're building a resume, if you will, of what God's done testimony-wise in your life. And so that's kind of some of the things we worked on there, some of the things we build on there, a lot of prayer time and all that. Uh, the spiritual award, 
that we're getting ready to move into now uh, was more than just getting the book done and more than uh, uh, just participating in spiritual time and the listening time, but has also been a spiritual leader and one that, that gets out there and leads by example. And so anyway, those that are in the running for that are for the boys, Harrison Talbot and Jeremy Messer. Uh, Jeremy already shared, shared the first service, so this service, we're going to ask Harrison Talbot to come up and share. Harrison? And you're like your dad. you got three 15 pages there, I tell you. Only I'm just teasing you. You say what the Lord's told you. So like you said, I'm Harrison Talbot, and this year we did a devotion book called I Am the One, written by Amy Garfield. The first week we talked about who Jesus is and how he went through the same temptations we go through every day. And week two was about baptism, and from this it talks about how it's a public declaration of what spiritually happened. And week three we talked about how everyone at one point thinks that everything revolves around them, but in the end it makes them miserable. Week four, we're talking about toxic thoughts. And in our sinful nature, we have toxic thoughts or emotions. And in the spiritual nature, there's God. And we need to pull the plug on our toxic relations. Development or distraction. Week five. It's the simplest thing that distracts us. What we really need is to concentrate more on God and then fight for honor. Week six. Satan wants us to believe instant satisfaction is good for us, but it doesn't work out. It didn't work out for Samson, so it probably won't work out for us. (sighs) Uh, What is your calling? Week seven. We don't have to earn God's approval. He already gave it to us before we were born. Week eight. I learned that apple trees produce apples like Christians produce Christians. Week 9, stay salty. Don't be like salt that's been sitting out for days. Don't lose that spark for Christ. Be a light. Let it shine. You are anointed. Week 10, you're anointed to share God's love to everyone, whether it's saying Jesus loves you or sharing your personal testimony. Week 11, you need to set goals for your life as you complete them set new ones and that's what i learned at one summer camp thank you thank you harrison and the girls uh this year was kind of a neat little deal we had a tie actually between the girls and anyway kaylee collins and jessica coble uh, uh jessica shared the first service right lady did. lady did so i need both of you two to share and so Lydia shared the first service, but for first place, it was tied. And so anyway, uh, I don't care who wants to go first. Um, I'll be talking about unity. At Tuesday camp, we don't only learn about God or learn how to help others and serve God while doing it. We learn how to become one in, one in God. We learn we are stronger together and with God on our side, we can do anything. In 1 Peter 3, 8, it says, Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. 
We have to work together not just to do service projects, but to show others the love of God. As a church, we have to be unified, and we have to show new members that they are welcome, and it starts with the body. Ephesians 42.3 says, Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of, pe- of peace. We don't only have to have unity at church, but we also ha- also outside of church. Because what is the point of be- being unified at church if you don't show it outside of church? We have to go out in the wilderness to bring others to God. In Isaiah 43, it says, A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. When we go out and preach the, preach to others and we are not and we are alone and not with others, you are more vulnerable to fear and backing out. But when you are with others, they hold you accountable and help help encourage you past your fear. Also when you're with others, they might be able to help when you don't know the answer to questions. Thank you. Uh, first service, I couldn't hardly speak. I was super nervous, but I had to remind myself that God does not give me the spirit of fear. Um, spiritual time is important, not only in Tuesday camp, but in everyday lives. Um, so this this summer, I've really been trying to, like, get it in my head that I need to have a godly mindset for everything. And I need to stop before I say something and think, is that going to hurt them? Is it going to hurt me? Is it is it godly words coming out of my mouth or not? <laughs> um, on our first day of school, our teacher, Mrs. Allison, our language arts teacher, had us do a personality quiz. You had four boxes with a list of traits, and you had to rate the box of traits from one to four. Um... Then you had, like, several rows. After filling out, I looked at the color it gave me. It gave me blue. Um, I realized it hit spot on, and I was like, whoa, that's cool. How does it it know that? But the more I thought about it, I was like, "Eh, that's actually not very good because it was telling me that I'm things um, like I'm not that strong, I'm not that independent, I'm not that courageous or bold, (laughs) I obviously can't speak in front of large crowds. Um, (laughs) They mostly showed me that, like, I'm a very emotional person, and I kind of have, like, a weak personality in general. Um, I, I also realized that I'm more of a follower and not a leader, even though I should probably step out in that more. It made me feel very overall um it made me look at things and and think wow I really I really let people walk all over me I let them control me I let them take advantage of me and it just made me feel really really sad um so I sat there in class when I had extra time because I got done before everybody else like usual in language arts class um (laughs) and I prayed (laughs) I asked him to help me um, to step out, be more bold, become a leader like my sister needs me to be, my family needs me to be, my friends, the church. Um, 
I've always been a closed-off person. I don't really like to share my feelings. I don't like to talk about things when I'm upset. That's why I don't tell Coach when I'm injured or something like that. It turns out bad. Um, I usually um, also don't pray to God about the petty things because I feel like they're not important, and they don't seem important in other people's eyes because they don't tend to listen when you talk to them about it. They just kind of stare off in the space like, okay, stop talking to me. But <laughs> I kind of realized that, you know, God God wants you to come to him about the big things and the little things. He doesn't care if it's because someone stole your shoe or gym class because they didn't have another one. Um, <laughs> and could be could be a breakup. could be super sad about that. You just want to talk to him. But the Bible does say to go to God with a childlike faith. Um, and I think that he listens a whole lot more because he cares for his kids, his children. Um, so when other people aren't going to listen to you or they don't care about what you're trying to tell them because they're too busy gossiping about something else, then go talk to God. Find yourself some time where you can just sit alone. You can, um, you can just tell him whatever. Read the Bible doesn't matter if it's on your phone or if you have an actual Bible, but uh, I, I that kind of brought a picture into my head of whenever li- kids are little, then they'll come up to you and they'll be crying. They'll be like, oh, so-and-so stole my toy. What do you do? You give them another one, so it distracts them. <laughs> Did you ever think that whenever you go to God with something and you say, oh, well, this is happening, well, he gives you something else to take your mind off of it? So it's just like giving you a toy, something to take your mind off of the bad stuff. Um, He gives you another chance, another um, set of courage to, like, get get back up onto your feet. And he wipes your tears and brings you happiness and sends you on your way again. But he never leaves you. He's always there, and he's there for the the next time that you need a shoulder to cry on. So pray to God about everything, doesn't matter what it is, because he'll care when no one else will, and he'll respond, he won't leave you hanging, you just have to actually listen. So I challenge you today to um, to find some more time in your day to talk to God. And these kids are doing a great job again this service. I tell you, it just impresses me. Uh, went into lunchtime after spiritual time. And anyway, Colleen Garrett took care of our lunches every week. And Colleen's over there. We thank Colleen. Uh, but at this time, I wanted to mention that the youth helpers for camp were Jessica Baldridge, uh, Joe Garrett, Ashlyn Diggs. Uh, and anyway, what really moved me on these two is uh, at um, the first group or the thing we went to was at Water Gardens, and the lady there was going on and on about Jessica and how well she led and how well she was leading these kids, and, and it really tickled me because that was her, that's her responsibility. And, and anyway, this gal was a principal that had retired, and she was volunteering there, so she knew as well as anybody the the qualities and the potential of people and kids especially. 
and she was bragging on, on Jessica that day. Had the same thing happen with Joe, and that, that we went to a place, and Joe showed his leadership, or leadership skills as a junior and senior. And so these two really stepped up. Ashlyn stepped up, and then we moved up into the college age, and those that helped her in that college age were Bailey Ray, Hannah Francis, Giselle, uh, and you guys can pronounce her last name. And then the adults, again, was Colleen, uh, Jennifer Ray, Randy Crockett, Taylor Mayberry, Sarah Dotson, Harold Lawrence. And we had special uh, helpers, which was Grace Compton and JoJo Compton. And then the pastors were Amy, uh, Imbar, and myself. And, and we really uh, thank Imbar because he got up earlier to get the kids from Carthage to get them here when it was at Lamar. And we met five times at Lamar and five times at Carthage. So uh, there was five weeks he had to get up and around pretty early. So anyway, uh, actually, I think Amy and Giselle covered for him a couple weeks too. So uh, that's the adult help. But again, camp is for kids that are going to be in sixth grade to sophomores. So if you got a child in fifth grade now, we'll be in sixth grade next year. Make sure and, and tell us about it and get join this group with us. Uh, after lunch, we moved into the listening time. You know, what did God speak to you through the Bible? Uh, what did God speak through you through prayer, through journals, uh, through different things? And, and again, that's when we had JoJo come in and she talked on purity. But, but we really had a, a heart-to-heart that day. And, but most days, uh, again, the kids would lead the conversation as much as possible. Uh, that was our goal, that they would share their hearts and, and what God was speaking to them. And, and these guys hear from the Lord. And uh, Harrison, are you, would you like to share what the vision the Lord shared with you, or is that too much? Is that too heavy? Can you do that for me? Why don't you come up and do that? But, but Harrison got a vision from the Lord, and, and I had it on video, and he didn't know I was going to video him that day when he shared it. Uh, but the, the, we couldn't pick up his voice, and that's why we didn't go ahead and show it today. But am I putting you on the spot too much? Are you good? Go for it. Yeah, give him a hand. And, and this, is, this is personal for him, and so uh, be praying with him. So. Okay, so we had a guest speaker. I don't remember when. It was a couple months ago. But uh, the Lord, like, we were all singing, and the Lord... Like, I looked around at other people, and everybody was in, like, filthy rags. And and then all of a sudden, the room started filling with water. And then everybody was in, like, glamorous, elegant dresses and clothes. And once it, the water got to everybody's heads and above the, and so once the water went above everybody's heads, the water started receding. And that's whenever their filthy rags were just gone. The praise team got louder and just started. Everybody was singing.
Isn't that what God's about? And that's why it moved me so much is because it moved him. And, and the Spirit of God would come upon him when he saw this vision, and that's so true. That Do we have a, 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 I don't want to say a hurt for the people in filthy rags to where we want to see God come in and wash them clean? And that's what really touched me through his testimony is he just wept that day when he told us because he saw the hurting in the, in, that were in the congregation, but he connected it. We all were hurting at one time. And then God filled the place with water, which represented being saved and washed by the, the blood and washed by the water that made us clean. And we were white. And then when we, in unity, began to worship God. And, and that's what blessed me is that's what we did during the listening time, is what is God saying to you? And I believe God speaks to our children, and he speaks to you, and we need to share those things. And so we try to encourage the kids and develop the kids. And, and, and like even with Harrison, you know, did that line up with God's word? Does that line up with where we're at? I mean, we walk through them and, and show them the importance of things lining up with God's word. And so that's what we did during the listening time. After the listening time, we went into uh, different places and, and would do evangelism. And again, I always, uh, we always take them to pools or something like that because, again, that's where people are at. Whenever people, with 30 people get off a bus with these shirts on, they're always asking you, hey, what's going on? Where are you from? And it opens the door for kids to just talk about what's on their heart. Uh, a lot of times the kids uh, would make the cards up for VBS or whatever and would pass them out. But they did different things. I think for our 4th of July, the, what Larry and Gina had made up, they passed out. But, but whatever it may be, we use that for a tool to share with people. And you know kids, when you give a little kid one thing, they, the rest of them mob you because they want what that other kid had. And so uh, they, it would be hilarious to watch the kids. One kid would get it, and our kids didn't even have to say anything or pursue it because the other kids would pull, can I have one of them? Can I have one of that? Because I felt like they were missing out. So anyway, what we did, though, is we went to five different places. We went to Joplin, uh, Schiffendecker. We went to uh, Carthage. Uh, really, we, we did some at Stockton uh, when we were over there. We went to Frontenac, and we went to Carthage three times, and then we went to Lamar, and, and, and that's how we ministered at those places. And so for the Evangelism Award, we did this mixed this year. A boy or girl could have won this award. Uh, the two that were in running were Kaylee Collins, and she spoke the first service, but Allie Baggs uh, is going to speak for us today. And Allie, if you'd come on up there. She's really nervous, but let's give her a hand. You good? As he said, my name is Allie Baggs. <laughs> okay. Evangelism is the spreading of Christianity to all people in the earth, and it is done by evangelists, ministry, priests, and pastors. Spreading the word of God to all mankind is our primary duty to him. Evangelism is the proclaiming of the Christian gospel by preaching the word of God to his people. Evangelism may be simple, but most simple, most important thing church leaders can do if they want their church to grow. The growth of the church will depend on the leader as well as the members. In Ephesians 4, 11, 12 states, 
and he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, and for the edifying of the body of Christ. This to me states that Jesus Christ has already sent evangelist workers to work for his ministry in his in his statement, all of us can be his messenger to spread the good news of salvation, not only to those who have talents and gifts, but to all those who believed in him and follow his commandments. One aspect that can help the growth, the church grow is the hospitality. Hospitality is the key ingredient to any congregation. To be kind to all the strangers, and it will be rewarding in the eyes of God and as a human being is it, it is a big fulfillment. In the church, the pastors are responsible for teaching the truth and being involved in the lives of the people inside and outside the congregational setting. Evangelism is the best way to teach Christianity to all of his people. Thank you. tell you what these kids wrote all this stuff themselves that's what impresses me and and they just send them in to us for us just to kind of look over them and, and it was neat to see what they had to say uh, at this time I'm going to ask that that uh, those that are in the running for the service award and those in the running for the spiritual award and those in the running for the evangelism award if you guys just come up front now just line across the front if you spoke today you'll be up here I knew that would help them. So, and basically, the the awards that on the service award for the girls, the winner was Lydia Manival. And for the boys was Jeremy Messer. Oh, I'm just kidding. That was wrong. I'm sorry. Oh, that no, I was right. I just wanted to get the money, you know. <laughs> you see how he just gave it up? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on the spiritual award, the winner for the boys was uh, Harrison Talbot. And on the girls, we just decided that there was a tie between Kaylee and Jessica, and we just decided to split that award out tonight because they did both did a great job. Let's give them a hand. If you notice, they got a little bit of money with that. Again, uh, I hope the money isn't what sparks them to, to pursue this award, and I don't think it does in their case. All of them uh, just... Or did a great job and so oh yeah I'm not done yet and so anyway and then for the evangelism award uh, we had between uh, Kaylee and Allie and Allie was the winner of the evangelism award <laughs> on attendance we had 27 kids attend one camp uh, which was Probably one of our, one of, we had one year, I think, more than that. I think one year we had 33, but this year we had 27 to 10. Uh, we averaged 19 kids per week, 
And I'm just saying that's kids from sixth grade to sophomore. That doesn't count our adults. If you throw our, our, our helpers in and our, junior, our juniors and seniors, uh, there wasn't a week that we didn't have at least 30 to 33 people go out. Um, anyway, uh, this year we really decided that, that and, and uh, we wanted to, those that attended 100%. They used to, we'd say they could miss one or two, and, and, and we had an award for that, then we had perfect attendance. But this year we just wanted perfect attendance meaning they didn't miss any time at all and that they came to every meeting. And we had six kids that, that, that did that this year. And I'm going to ask them to come up at this time. Gabby Diggs, Abby Diggs, Harrison Talbot, Lydia Manville, Jessica Coble, and Ashton Coble. And we actually had two others that, that uh, had been perfect attendance until the last day and anyway, uh, again, a family outing, and I love family, but, but that's just what we decided to do this year. But really, to have that many kids that were that sold out to one camp, that really blessed me. They never missed. Now, a lot of you will look at Lydia and say, well, she was gone two weeks. Well, so was I. We were both in Albania, and we thought that that should qualify, that when you're on a two-week period for the church, uh, that that should count as being in church. And so all these here... Uh, had perfect attendance, didn't miss any. And so am I drawing a winner out of the hat, or how are you doing we that? We need a drum roll first. We need a drum roll. We don't have a drummer, though. Oh. And so we're going to see who the winner is. Yeah, you got a speech, too. Abigail Diggs. You girls go ahead and sit down. And Abby says it's in her head. All the kids that had perfect attendance had to have a, a speech ready for them. So. Oh, I'm sorry. And, and men, and men, that's your son. <laughs> Abby. Um, this year at one summer camp, I had a really good time. And one of the reasons I came out every single week was because I liked fellowshipping and doing all the projects that we got to do around the church and just everywhere else we went. And one of my favorite places that we went to was the Rafa house. And like Lydia said, we had a really good time cleaning the windows. And um, I also liked the Carthage Crisis Center whenever I got to sort through the books and then just help clean Barbies. We did have to correct hers. I think the main reason she said she came, she wanted to see Pastor Ken every week. Is that right? No. <laughs> anyway, praise team, if you want to come forward. No, but praise team, come on up. Uh, we're going to move into a closing time. And the, the, the uh, One Camp kids wanted to just spend some time uh, praying with you guys and ask to do the altar teams today. And anyway, whenever I call the names later on, guys, I'll have you come up. But, but Jeremy and Jessica will be over here. Uh, Harrison and Kaylee can be right here. Gabby and Ashton here. And then uh, Lydia and uh, Abigail can be to the right. And I switched that up a little bit because some did it the first service. And we're wanting to do it that way. Um, but before we do, uh, I wanted to share something the Lord shared with me real quick. And it's, uh, uh, but in the scripture in Matthew 6.25... And it says, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. 
Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And and which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to your, your span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like, it, like one of these. But if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is alive, and tomorrow is thrown in the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O oh, you of little faith, therefore do not be anxious about, about uh, say, what shall I eat, or what shall I drink, or what shall I wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that they need them all. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And as the Lord put this on my heart, and I shared a little bit about this Wednesday night, but, but when we worry or when we fear or when we're anxious, uh, it doesn't come from the knowledge of God. It doesn't come from the word of God. It doesn't even, it has no part of God. And so when we're doing those things, uh, it's from our flesh. And we need to realize it's from our flesh. And that's what the Lord has is, is put on our heart. And that's what the kids have been talking about today, that they realize that Christ is their source. And we too need to realize that Christ is our source. And so many times we try to take care of things ourselves. And I'm going to have you guys pull up the first slide that I had of the rocks that were out here. And that's it there behind me. But, but we planted one camp, uh, Harrison and the boys, we planted these flowers on the rocks out front. Uh, you see one here did magnificent, the one on the right, and the one on the left, it struggled all summer. And we treated them the same, we watered them the same. Harrison would literally stand out there, 1,001, 1,002, 1,003. Believe me, he did. And, and, and they got the same attention. The next slide is some other flowers that we planted and they were on automatic waters, but they got the same attention. And one died. Right here, the one on the left died, and the one on the right thrived. And, and, and the reason I'm telling you this today is that I was walking around praying the other day, and as I was walking around, I was noticing these things, and I thought, Lord, is this the heart of the church or some putting their trust in you and some not? Lord, what are you trying to say to this? Because it's the same circumstance. Everything's the same, but yet one's dying and one's good. And as I began to walk, I began to notice by the road, and, and I didn't have a picture of the flowers that day, but I started seeing all these wildflowers that look like this. And these are pictures of wildflowers that, go ahead and flip the next slide up that I've taken across the, the land this summer. And you guys realize how hot and miserable this summer's been. How that we haven't had rain, we've been in a drought. And how that they, these flowers, these wildflowers, have had the care of the Lord. And they're more beautiful than the flowers that we tried to maintain. And so what we can realize today is, if you're trusting in your pastor, you're about 50-50 chance of getting any help. Okay? <laughs> You're either going to die or you're going to get through it, you know? But, but even if you're, you're going to these kids expecting them, it's 50-50. But, but when you put your hope in the Lord, it's 100%. And that's the theme today. So don't be anxious. Don't be fearful. Don't be upset about life. Trust in God. And, and that's what you're hearing today from these kids 
And that's what we're trying to teach them. But, but guys, we know these things. So today, as we examine ourselves and we close out today with what God has, has dealt with you about today or maybe what you're going through, I want to challenge you to go to one of these kids and let them pray for you. And it's not that there's anything in them. It's that you're going before God. Like he said, where two or more come together, I'm with them. And you're allowing the Lord to be a part of your situation. And these kids are tight-lipped, believe me. So you don't have to worry about them talking about it or gossiping about it. They'll pray with you and they'll continue to pray with you. So today, if you're here and you're not saved and you want to accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, come to one of these youth. They'll lead you to Christ. If you're here today and you just need to give your life back to the Lord, come to one of them and they'll pray with you. But if you're here today and you need healing, if you need peace, whatever you need today from the Lord, come and let them pray with you today.